guys, we're we're back with uh, Race 22 uh, podcast here. Uh, I'm sitting in the uh, dreary, rainy um, office uh, in Copper Hill, Virginia. Um, of course, no racing, not a lot to talk about, but there is kind of a lot to talk about. So I got Roger Johnson uh, from Performance Center, or formerly of Performance Center, because you know nobody's open, so he's not really uh, doing much down there. I don't think. Uh, maybe maybe selling some stuff on eBay or something, but I'm not really sure. Roger, uh, thanks thanks for taking the time to uh, you know join me here and uh, talk back and forth about all of what's going on in uh, the local racing scene. Thank you. Appreciate chit-chatting with you bud you know me i've been at the shop uh going <laughs> every day so far just uh, at least for a while in the morning and trying to take care of regular things so you know we, we have to maintain the things that we have to do during this time no matter what right like um still pay bills and, <laughs> and do different things and get uh get some parts out to customers that that are in need but yeah it's not crazy town that's for sure yeah, you mentioned uh, getting some parts out to customers. Uh, I, I assume as the longer this drags on, the more that kind of starts to slow up. Yeah, you know, initially it went really kind of hard. A lot of people thought, man, we're going to get closed down for a little while. We're going to, you know, get uh, take on a bunch of big projects. And, and you're exactly right. It's kind of tapered slowly and slowly and slowly. Um, I'm still appreciative for this stuff that we're selling, but... Yeah, def- definitely backed up a little bit here in the in the last four weeks. Yeah, I figured that. Uh, um, you know, I you know I figured the same thing would have happened at uh, at say Lowe's or uh, Home Depot or you know Ace Hardware or wherever uh, wherever these people are going to uh, hang out and get all their stuff for their projects. But man, every time I drive by one of them, they uh, they seem to be uh, wide open and and uh, certainly uh, all the rest of us would like to be wide open too. And here we are. You were. Uh, you know, over a month now uh, into this. Um, I can't remember the exact date when this started. Hell, I, without looking at my computer, I couldn't tell you what date it is now. And I I think tomorrow is Friday. I'm not 100% sure what day is it. I, I don't know. I, I have to ask myself that every day of the week. What what day is it? I don't know about you, but uh, that seems to be my, my thing here uh, lately. I have to check in and make sure what day it is. It's definitely hard to tell the weekdays from the weekends. That's for sure, for sure. right? Um I catch myself doing things on a Wednesday night at two thirty in the morning that I probably would normally do, you know. Um, but what's weird is, you know, I think I think everybody's got different things to handle during these times. It doesn't seem like I have any less to do, which I'm sure you agree with. It seems like my time definitely, even though I have more of it, it's still harder to get things done. So I feel less productive for sure. No doubt. Um, as this uh, continues on. Um, things are ever evolving with, uh, with our government. I'm sure as we were recording this, uh, our president is on TV telling us some other crap today. Um, same stuff that they said the last, you know, month, maybe a little bit different. Um, I'm sure, you know, governor, I think governor Cooper for you in North Carolina was, uh, was on earlier and, uh, discussed some things. We'll talk about a little bit of that, uh, here in a minute. Um, but you know, just uh, kind of recapping, uh, recapping where we're where we're at. Hasn't been any racing in the last five weeks, I believe, five or six weeks. The uh, cars tour race uh, for us here on the East Coast was the last time uh, anybody raced. But there is racing uh, on the horizon, um, just not very close by. Um, been reading all week about this. Uh, 
I don't, I don't know, sprint car, some sort of, I don't know what it is, some sort of nationals they're having. I should have probably looked up the name before I started talking about it, but I don't really care enough to, to do it. It's a dirt race uh, out in South Dakota. They're planning on having this weekend. I believe Kenny Wallace and uh, Ken Schrader are both uh, participating in it. Speed Shift TV is going to have a uh, pay-per-view of it if it happens. I, I assume at this point it's going to happen because things have been, you know, very fluid in, in how that's changed. They, they announced it uh, last week, I believe, and... Uh, you know, they've never had a stay-at-home in order there in uh, South Dakota. So, uh, you know, they were free to uh, return to uh, business as, as soon as they wanted to, I guess. And uh, they decided to make this happen as other states began to uh, ease their restrictions. And, uh, you know, they're, they were originally going to have 700 fans. They had pre-sold 700 tickets. Um, and today I've seen uh, that uh, they had canceled that. There will be no fans. Uh, teams will still be coming in as of now. I mean, that's subject to change, I guess. You know, we're here, here we are, you know, two days before it's supposed to happen, and, and they're, uh, you know, canceling the ticket holders. So, uh, I- interesting scenario. I know uh, you and I talked about it the other day, uh, but what uh, what what'd you make of them uh, jumping on board and having a race uh, so quickly and, and all the changes that have happened since? You know, I guess I, I spent a good bit of time years ago um, – when I was traveling the country in the World of Outlaw Spring Cardio, I spent a lot of time in North and South Dakota, the dirt tracks around there. And, you know, I, I can somewhat understand their thought process behind we can probably do this because there's not really a lot there. Um, right. it, I still don't know that it's the, <laughs> the greatest of ideas. Maybe it was met with good intentions, but I still think that's probably bumping the line a little bit. I'm going to be interested as to, Who's going to take the first step? You know, that, that's something that you and I have discussed at length, probably off the air, is who, who's going to take the first steps and, and kind of push back as hard as they can on the system. And I'm not surprised to see a few of those states out there that are less populated try to give it a run. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I don't even know that, uh, you know, I don't even know that <clears> – <throat> You know they're even pushing against the system because they don't really have any restrictions. So, so we're we're still in a you know hold here. Um, I'm, I'm planning on going to a race. I think I said this last week, maybe on the episode. Uh, you know Montgomery Motor Speedway in, in Alabama plans to open on May 9th. I'm, I'm planning to be there. I mean, I, I uh, which which you know ask the question if you know they're going to open all these other states you know why aren't you know virginia and north carolina i mean i see south carolina's opening in some form or fashion maybe not racetracks <laughs> go-kart tracks they're going to operate I, i've seen every go-kart track every go-kart track that i follow on uh, facebook that is in south carolina has said that they're opening on may 2nd so uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of things happening though uh, I, I don't know uh I don't know what that means for us here. I don't know if that's good or bad for, uh, you know, the Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee, you know, contingent of late model stock car racers that we primarily have uh, have covered here on uh, Race 22. I don't, I don't know what that means for us. I don't know if that means that um, we'll be racing soon or if uh, those guys are going to screw it up for all of us and we're not going to be racing for months. I, I really just can't tell you what uh, what that is, is going to do. I mean, do you have an opinion on that one way or the other? I don't think anybody can tell us right now, right? I think I think that everybody wants to go back, but I, I do think there's still some hesitation in, in a lot of people. You know, I, I think that there are many people that really want to go, 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 and, and I'm one of them, you're one of them, but I also think on the same side, we're, we're cautiously optimistic as to, you know, when we'll get to race. I think, 
you know, kind of a phase one for us was making a determination that we finally got a date, right? Like we, we thought we had a date and then now we've kind of realized, well, maybe that date's a little further off than we thought it was. And that, you know, I think right. these will become the new norms as we rein in on a time period of when we're going to race. I, I'm interested most of how it's going to work with all the states having such different orders. Are, are you going to, if you live in North Carolina, are you going to be able to go race in Kingsport? Or, you know, we saw Nashville come out today and say that they would probably be july if not august so there's a i mean there's a lot of different different agendas playing out here and i think you're gonna have to see sit back and see what works out best for for you and your race team and and you know your family for that matter as to as to what you feel comfortable with i I personally don't believe i don't believe and I, i may catch more grief for this but i don't even if they open it up today I just don't believe that in mass people are going to flood to the racetrack. I just don't believe that. Well, I don't think from a fan standpoint they will, but uh, I, I think there will be a, a lot of fans at, at races, but, I mean, I don't think there'll be any more than most racetracks normally get. Yeah, um, I, I agree. But from a racer standpoint, you know, <laughs> I, I've, I've kind of said this several times, and, and being, you know, playing part-time promoter myself, you know, at Franklin County, I, I'm kind of in the boat of, you know, deciding how, how to handle this, but, uh, you know, First, first one out of the gate for their immediate region, man. They're they're going to gain a lot of cars. Um, you know, but let's not forget is it is it long term growth for the simple fact of twenty six million Americans are unemployed. Sure. So, you know, is is this a short term pop that we see because everybody's been caged up and right? And it is. We want to go. You know, you and I are both very vested in the sport, and not only from from something that we love, but from a financial basis. And I think that. Things, I want to see it run the long haul. I want to see it be here in two years, three years, four years from now. I don't want to see things happen where we open early or we do things that we shouldn't do, trying to force the issue and we step over a nickel or step over a dollar to pick up a nickel. I, I just, I, I think that could be catastrophic. I'm with you. That's that's why that's why I ask. You know, do do you think they're gonna you know mess it up for all of us in these other places that are gonna get to open up, or do you think that uh, as, you know it's gonna you before, be beneficial? I, I to wouldn't. Us? I would wish that upon anybody. I, I think that some of these governors are are trying to develop their own data. I don't think they know what to do. Right. So I think who sacrifices who first? Like, you know, we we spoke on in the past here about Georgia just really getting ready to go they're, I mean they're, they're getting ready to cut her loose and yeah. you know that's going to be an interesting experiment but I I think that this is going to become more the norm now these waves of you know I wouldn't be surprised to see some maybe not shut down to this to this magnitude but some pullback in August or September from some of the articles that I read when when you know, this virus tries to overlie the flu. So right. if that is the case, maybe you were the smart guy to get those couple races in. You know, we, we spoke with Ron Barfield, and he, he was lucky enough to get a couple races in earlier in the year. He he was very happy that he got them in, where sure. some other people that we've we've talked to, they didn't get races in, and, and they're upset, and they wish they would have raced as opposed to not because knowing they were going to be shut down for for – a large amount of time so i think you know i think it is going to be on an individual basis i think 
I think we will not see some places open up ever again. Oh, sure. I, I, I mean, I think some racetracks, this could possibly do them in. I, I don't wish that upon any of them, but I just think it's the natural cycle of the, of the business world. And it's the time in this pandemic that we're faced with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's racetracks that were such on the ragged edge of being overboard and being done anyway. So I'm sure that that uh, I'm sure that this situation is uh, not playing into their favor. And I mean, it's not playing into any anybody's favor at the moment. But uh, you know, it, it'll play into somebody's favor when it's over with. Or not, on, on the not flip necessarily side, of that, you and I have discussed many, many, many times how you know racing, at least our version of late mile stock car racing almost needed a little financial pullback because the racetracks were becoming more worth more money as commercial real estate than they were as a racetrack. And, you know, you, you and I spoke three months ago about this, four months ago about this, that, that a little back turn in the market would, would possibly help those racetracks that were becoming valued for shopping malls or industrial centers or, different things as property that weren't valued as a racetrack that this may come back and play to them. And I really agree with that. I just hope we're not too far back. Does that make sense? No, I agree with you hundred percent. And I don't know how that'll all work out. I mean, just like Myrtle beach, um, you know, and I don't like to, I don't like to, uh, you know, talk about rumors a whole lot, but, uh, you know, popping up on social media the last couple of days, you know, people talking about, you know, is Myrtle Beach done? And obviously, you know, we all know the story. Myrtle Beach, uh, you know, has a contract with a land developer. Uh, they were, you know, originally planning on going through the end of June with racing and then being done. Then last week, you know, their Facebook page, they uh, actually uploaded a schedule on there that takes them through the end of the year as they would normally, and then that changed a couple times. Yeah, I think the, the opening date got pushed back a couple different times, and then the rumors started popping up that, you know, everybody's been fired and everything's gone, and, you know, of course, we're chasing that story down to see, you know, what what, what truth there is to that, and I'm not saying that there is any. I don't, I don't have a clue. Um, but you know, there's a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of things happening there. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully Myrtle Beach is able to, uh, pull through this. It's, uh, obviously a fan favorite of racetracks. Um, you know, it's not at the top of my list, but it's at the top of a lot of people's list. And, uh, you know, hopefully they, uh, they make it through. I, I hate to see any racetrack, um, uh, you know, shut down for any reason, but, uh, you know, the longer this goes, speaking of shutdowns, the longer this goes, um, the smarter motor mile speedway looks um you know pulling the trigger early and uh you know if it's if it's you know you know keeps going into you know june july august you know the longer it goes the smarter they look yeah i i like i said i think you're gonna see a lot of those where you know at a certain point in time is it worth going through the complete opening process you and i have discussed also at length the fact that these businesses just don't open overnight right like you've been working quite a bit up there at franklin county and 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 i've still been working quite a bit at performance center so the intriguing part is they just don't stop and are people gonna want to try to project that far off and and number two in these times, are they want to go to? Excuse me. Are they going to want to spend the money to bring their facilities up to ready to race if they haven't? Right. I'm meaning, you. you know, we've sat idle for a month and a half. We were all ready to go. 
We stocked everything. Everybody's got food, concessions, blah, blah, blah. We're ready to go to the racetrack. Now, for the last month and a half, we haven't done anything. We've we've curbed our employees a little bit. Now, you know what I mean? Now we have that big push again of, of X amount of dollars to rebreathe back into the facility to get it going again. Right. I'm with you, man. I, trust me. I'm, I think about that uh, every day, every time I go down to, uh, you know, spray some weeds or, you know, mow some grass or I watch a guy weed eat because I damn sure ain't touching a weed eater. Um, <clears throat> you know, every time I do that and, you know, think about the money that's being spent, I think, gosh, man, is this all for nothing? You know what I mean? What, right. what What's going to happen here? And, and every racetrack is in that position, no matter how. And I'm the most positive guy in the world. But no matter how positive you are, you, you still have to look and go, man, look at what's happening here. You know what I mean? And and I'm I make myself even worse because I'm I'm somewhat of a I'm somewhat of a nerd, you know, so I, I, I go and try to find as much data as I can about everything. And, uh, you know, talking about, you know, this the way this thing has went and talking about people going early and ruining it for others. And, and the reason I asked – one of the main reasons I asked that question is, you know, looking back at how the uh, – you know – the the plague or what the spanish flu sorry not the plague the how that worked out in 1917 <clears throat> you know they uh they had three different spikes because they moved too quickly um so you know we're we heading into something like that um you know i i tell you i go through a range of emotions and i'm sure everybody else you know on earth does too you know that's going through this right now but i go through a range of emotions you know one day i'm like all right let's shut it down let's be done you know let's get it out of the way let's be shut down for a month next day i wake up and i'm like all right let's get this over with let's move on with life you know if people got to die they got to die you know you know and then i think man that's really stupid and um, you know, and so I just go through a range of emotions that range from, you know, one crazy end to the other. Um, so I just, I don't know what to do and I don't know what, uh, I, I what, think, what they I should think do. That's the uncertainty with everybody. If, if, if anybody, you know, we're, both you and I are, are fortunate from, you know, we, we've been affected by this in, in some, in, in some financial ways and in some inconvenience ways and in some other things, but, but, but no real monster sacrifice has happened here we haven't lost sure. loved ones yet we haven't you know, and and i think the key is it's just that uncertainty you know you you are definitely a more glass half full guy than i am I, i'm definitely more skeptical than you or, or i try right. i'm more and i don't think cynical is the right word but i i just really try to look at the raw data and take some of the emotion out of it much the same as you and i I, I just don't. I, I can tell you that I, I don't sleep well. I, I it's the same. You know, you, you just. Uh, I think as as all small business owners and, and and probably some large business owners right now. You know, the uncertainty and and all those people that that we employ are our priorities and and it's hard to know what to do because I I there even as we go back, you know I, I've searched out my grandparents for a little bit for counsel and and my family just from living through past things. And, you know, it's intriguing that their advice is even somewhat clouded just, just for the fact of people haven't been through this type of deal. And and I right. think we're going to have to try to shoot together. Definitely try to keep some positivity. I, I know it's, I know it's a very hard thing for me. I, I try to find things to keep myself active or, <laughs> my wife says that we're closed but yet i still go every day and, and right. i think that's true you know um I, I think we have to do those things just just from a mental standpoint i if i 
had to just stay inside the house all day every day i i, I don't know which would be worse you know, you know what i mean Right. Speaking of uh, seeking counsel from people who have uh, lived through things, whatever you do, anybody who's listening, whatever you do, do not seek counsel from the Las Vegas mayor. Um, <laughs> she had an interview with uh, Anderson Cooper, and and if you haven't seen it, you know I I don't watch. I flip through different news channels, so I see a little bit of CNN, a little bit of MSNBC, a little bit of Fox News, a little bit of CBS. You know, I, I, so I see a little bit of it all. But I I, I uh, happen to catch. You know, just part of this, and then I went and watched a video that's about 12 minutes long on YouTube, and uh, that lady's hilarious. She uh, tells some stories about uh, typhoid Mary or, you know, I don't know, Legionnaire's disease in Philadelphia and, you know, things I don't know a whole lot about. But, uh, you know, she's trying to make her people in uh, Las Vegas the the test dummies for finding out if they're going to live or die through this. Um, You should go watch the video. It's very entertaining, but... uh, Whatever you do, if you live in Las Vegas and you listen to this, please don't vote for her. And uh, if you uh, please don't take her advice, if you uh, if you happen to uh, need some advice, because uh, I don't think Roger, I don't think you've watched the video yet. I sent it to you. I don't think you've watched it yet, but man, it is uh, it, it's worth the ten or twelve minutes of entertainment that you'll get out of it. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it really sounded <laughs> just like uh, from from our discussion of you telling me about it that she's really just allowing them to be the test subjects you know i i yeah. I, I can't you know, I, I think the biggest thing that this is going to affect is and, and you and i neither one jam politics but i think that that will be in my opinion the biggest effect on this entire thing will be how each person of power handled it and how it affected Sure. your group or not your group you know i'm, I'm sure yeah. you and i were talking about the, the gentleman from north carolina naming naming uh race teams essential yeah. now i'm sure that there are a bunch of people that are not racing related that are sitting at home stuck because they're not allowed to work under this order that yeah. are very upset by that Oh, I, I I can only imagine. I mean, I, listen, I, I you and I think that racing is essential, but I'm not sure that uh, the overwhelming majority of people would find that to be the case. And uh, I I know where they're coming from. I mean, just like this lady from Las Vegas, it's funny. And I don't, you know, I I, I uh, you know run over with the bus, but I ain't gonna back up over. Her. I will say that I understand where she's coming from. You know, all of the people that are there, the casinos, the the hotels, everybody's you know just losing losing their minds because they're losing all their money and. And I, so I get that. I mean, so I get all, I get the aspects of, you know, the health and I get the aspects of the money and I get all that. And I get that from this too, but I just, uh, that's, that's an interesting move that, uh, that, uh, Roy Cooper, uh, you know, said today, he said that they, uh, fall under, uh, his current executive order. They thought fall under essential and, uh, that uh, I guess they can return to work because they plan to race without fans in, in Darlington next month. Um, you know, and, and other areas, Homestead is believed to be, uh, you know, a track that they're going to go to, Talladega as well, um, you know, which fall in states that are, you know, reopening, um, you know, so it's going to be interesting. But I, I am sure you're right, uh, including me, honestly. I, I look at that and I think, you know, so you're going to extend all these other things for all the people that live there. You're going to extend them May 8th, but you're going to let the NASCAR teams go back to work. That just doesn't make any sense to me. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, period. I think I think there's a lot of things that we've seen, you know, that, that are that are questionable, and 
I think a lot of others, since I would say most of the people that probably listen to your your podcast here are are uh, people involved in racing or, or small business people that uh, that you know have cars or participated in racetrack during the weekends, and you know I I think they're the ones being hurt the most, and I and I I just hope that we can uh, you know all try to rally a little bit together and. Because it's going to take everybody together. That that is the one thing that I I do see that you know the racing community. This could not be what it needed necessarily, but but something that brings it together to some ways that maybe us as racers were pushing against. We didn't want things to go a certain way, or we did want things to go a certain way with maybe purse structures or or how races are run or or the way things are going. I think a lot of things we will see change in the next, in the next six months. Sure. I, I agree. I'm, I'm not going to dive too deep into that because that's a whole conversation that could take us hours to pick apart, but, uh, for sure, you know, I wonder what this uh, whole thing of, uh, making the NASCAR teams, uh, you know, essentially them being essential. I mean, what does that mean for performance center? What does that mean for a local race team? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I think that, my biggest thing at performance center is definitely um you know my guys and there's nobody that's not being serviced at performance center right now as as usual you can you can call performance center and you'll get me i'll answer the phone and um we'll try to get you what we need i don't don't think there's a lot of people out there wanting uh wanting needing a new clip in the last 30 days (laughs) or whatever just from the lack of action but you know i think that I think that we we as Performance Center will just continue to slowly open up here as we get more information from people. We're, we're not going to let you if you need something. We're not definitely not going to let you not get it. But we're also definitely not going to be eight people at the shop going wide open as hard as we can go. Right. Um, just till we kind of see what what things work out here. You know, that's also something I, I don't want to end up behind, but. I also think that uh, in this case, maybe not being the first one to run back to the flame might be a, a decent idea. Yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, I, and you know, from my standpoint here, I'm I'm torn, man. You know, I, like I've said earlier, you know, from a promoter standpoint, you know, they all want to be first, and sometimes in my mind, I want to be first, and sometimes I don't, and sometimes I don't care, and you know, sometimes I really care, and I, I just, I don't know, uh, you know. <clears throat> This is probably the most indecisive I've ever been in my life, you know what I mean, making decisions on things because, you know, I'm having to, you know, rely on other people and, and government agencies to kind of lead that, um, you know, into what we can and can't do. And, and I, you know, I think uh, I think you got the right strategy with your business to, you know, try to go in, you know, every day and ship out some stuff to people that need it and, and uh, get it made, you know, have a guy, you know, stop in and make it or whatever you need to do there um you know for for your customers but i mean uh, the the racetrack's getting back going i just i don't know what uh i don't know what the what the right decision there is and i don't know what uh, who's going to make the right decision and who's going to pull the trigger first you know we had a conversation it's funny you know i, I, I talked about those you know rumors about uh, myrtle beach earlier and it's funny you know i think you and i were talking the other day and and my guess was that they were going to be the first out of the gate to have a race you know just given the way south carolina is starting to you know turn things on and 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 all that and now you know with uh with those rumors popping up i don't know that that's true and the way they've kind of laid their schedule out i don't know if that's true so who who's going to be first i don't have a clue i, I really 
I really don't know. I, it, it's an interesting, uh, interesting scenario. I think King Sports in a good spot to uh, to be the first track out, but you know they're NASCAR sanctioned and they got to be released by by NASCAR to return to racing too. So they're kind of you know handcuffed somewhat. And we talked with Ron Barfield about that you know last week about whether we, you know we thought the NASCAR tracks would be you know kind of held back by NASCAR or not. Um, I don't know, man. But uh, I, I got a good, I got a good question for you that'll be, you know, a good, uh, good conversation here. And I, sure. I, I just, I, you know, if you're, let's say you, uh, you're, you're running Tri County or Hickory, okay? You're, you're the guy. You're, you're making the decisions, or, or Caraway or Southern National doesn't make a difference what the track it is. Um, what, what are you doing? What are you gonna do? How are you gonna handle this? Are you gonna be? Do you want to be the first out? What, what, what's your, what's your game plan? Should we race? Should should you turn it on and go racing, or should you not? I, I boy, I caught no, you off I, guard with that one, didn't I? No, you you didn't because it's something that I've thought about extensively. I think the biggest problem is is that question is very hard to answer from a businessman standpoint, from the way I would attack it. Be it, you don't know what position that they're in up to this, right? Um, and I think that's one of the things that's kept me really from trying to judge anybody during this time is I don't know the rest of the story. I, I don't know. Are you a thousand dollars? Are you two thousand dollars away from from being in trouble? Are you does one race fix it? Yes, we have to start somewhere. I, I'm what happens for those tracks that because if we're going to race without fans, they're going to have to, I would assume, I would assume, which we, we know what that does, I would assume that they're going to try to to stream the race or to try to get some avenue out of it rather than just be the 70 people or 50 people that are allowed in the pits. Right. So, you know, are they set up for that? A lot of those rural racetracks, including Franklin County, I believe we ran into this up there at your race, there's just not good internet service. Well, there's a so, little bit now, better now since November, but yeah, you're right. But you, you see, I, I think all these things play into... They do. Myself, if I'm sitting there and I've done the right things up until this point, I'm I'm probably rallying around my racers in contact with them, um, just like I am my current customer base, trying to decide, you know, what they want to do, what... what you know, I'm I'm calling everybody from the guy that's got five rental cars to the guy that that you know wants to run limited and and is is more about just having a good time. I, I, I'm I really I think you need to gather information about what the racer feels. Do do they feel safe? Do they think that they're going to need PPE? Do they think or you know PPG? Are they going to need protective gear? What 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 do we need to do as a racetrack to make you folks feel comfortable enough to come back? Because I think at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. Right. I'm, if I'm the racer you. himself feels comfortable coming back to the racetrack, he's going to come. And right. then when he goes home, he's going to tell his friends that he was comfortable and that it wasn't that bad and that they missed out. And then his friends are going to get fear that they missed out and want to come more. So right. I just, I'm interested as to what those dialogues are. Um, you know what I mean? What what the racer is telling the promoter, and then secondly, will the racer deliver after the the promoter puts his attempt out there? I, I think that's going to be a, I, I think that's going to be a interesting variable, because yeah. a lot of people, we we all deal with racers, 
when when you put on a you're going to have a race, you get 70 calls of people that are going to come. And by the time the race happens, it's not always what happens. Yeah, about so, one-third of them usually show up. Right. So, you know, I, I think that we almost just have to have one to start. Right. And, you know, I, can we make a mandate of how that goes? I don't know. I, I How many people do we let on the grounds? Is it you know what I mean? Is it right. is are, are we observing what the what the governor says or do we go further with it because we're worried about it more than them? You know what I mean? Sure. Do we our our system in in Tri County or or in Kingsport is is that a different system than it is let's say at Myrtle Beach if they race there or or you know well, the, the guidelines or, are definitely different depending on where yeah you're. it's a racetrack by racetrack type of version it is and and honestly it goes you know not just for whatever the state guidelines are depending on how your racetrack's laid out it changes the dynamics of what you can and can't do and what you think you can get away with and what you think is safe and what isn't so i i mean it's definitely an interesting I, but one, one of the things you mentioned I, i'll give you another hypothetical here okay so what's going to happen we've we've heard that you know there's a racetrack i'm not going to name them at all um but we've heard there's a racetrack that's kind of floated the idea to the idea to his racers that um you know he's gonna have a race with no fans uh he's not gonna charge any pit passes or the pit pass fee will be minimal um you know and you know guys can buy tires or whatever for a late model race but you know there's not going to be any payout at the end of the night what's what's going to happen with that what what is what is the racer's mentality to that because you know you know everybody's if the if the track's got to give the racer's got to give and i think most people most intelligent people which not all of us in this business are um (laughs) you know understand that that's how it's going to have to work okay so so what what do you think the racer mentality for that is do you think that because of the times we're in that there's going to be, you know, a bunch of racers that say, man, I just want to go race. I, I just got to go out and race, and they're going to go do that. Or do you think they're going to go, ah, no, nah, that's, that's setting up for something bad in the future, you know? I think they're going to initially, I don't know, my heart tells me that initially a lot of them will go, but my brain tells me that they won't. Right. My, my heart tells me that I want, that, I was talking to the guys at the shop today. My heart tells me that I the 30 cars will show up at the first person that has a race and it could be some amazing racing, you know, people uh, essentially it's like having a season opener all over again, right? Like, I mean, so, or is a season opener for many. So, you know, new cars, nice stuff. They've had plenty of time to work on it. Really chomping to get out there and race. That, that's what my heart tells me. But, but my, my head tells me differently. I, I just don't believe for one second with this many people being out of work with this much uncertainty as to does this come back? Does this not come back right. with, with this family rooted as this sport is from the top to the bottom with it being whether, whether we're talking about rent kids, renting cars as a family it, this sport takes so much that it takes a, a family or a group for each car, for each driver, for each everything. And, and right. I think it will be 
if people feel comfortable enough that am I okay with putting my family at risk? I mean, we're seeing people stay home that are potentially going to starve themselves because right. they're scared of getting sick. Right. Now, at what point does that equivalent into, hey, us going to the racetrack to to race and and not having any consequences? You know, I, I the other thing is the cost. You know, that's something that you kind of slid in there, but do racers today care more about the prize money that they'll win or does he care do they care more about you know just being able to go race right i mean i don't know the answer to that i don't know the and i don't know that the answer is the same for everybody so i mean i think everybody's position and and you know their you know circumstance will dictate you know how that goes i i don't know it's a uh, it's really uh, it's really interesting to talk about, but uh, you know I guess we technically accomplished nothing by just uh, talking about it. But um, you know I could tell you that you know from a standpoint of trying to uh, get Franklin County open, um, you know I, I I can tell you that it's uh, things go through my head every day you know ideas and you know like I, I think I got the PPE part of it figured out I think you know like that was my first hurdle you know when when all this stuff got to the point that it was a week or two weeks ago and I started looking at okay when we're going to be able to open you know PPE is going to be you know personal protection equipment is going to be at the top of the list so you know I think I got all that figured out so I got that part, you know, the social distancing part. I got some ideas, got some ways, you know, of, uh, of handling that. Um, so I think I'm getting closer there. Um, you know, and I think every racetrack, you know, is, is I hope they are anyways, man. I, I really, any, any racetrack owner, promoter, general manager, whatever your title is, if you're not thinking about that, then you're probably not opening until until the government says hey we're all clear it's gone because you haven't thought through what it's going to take to make this work um so i don't know man i'm uh i'm interested to see how all this plays out i'm really interested you know to get back racing i'm also really interested to not die um so you know and and to not have anybody that i know die i mean i don't want any racer to die i don't want anybody i don't even like people i don't like you know i don't want them to die either so you know it's uh it's really, uh, really challenging times, man. And, uh, you know, all we can do is sit here and talk about it, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's fun to sit here and talk about it sometimes. I, I, uh, had to, I told you earlier that I didn't know what day it was. I literally had to go look just now. So, um, you know, it, it is Thursday. We're going into Friday. You know, we're, uh, you know, should be racing this weekend, man. Uh, Saturday doesn't look good, but man, Sundays at Franklin County sure would have looked good this weekend. So, <laughs> and and those are the thoughts that go through my mind. You know, we're like I said, we're we're testing a little bit. I probably have a couple cars that'll test Sunday. Um, you know, I think most racetracks are you know testing. I think South Boston may, I think South Boston and uh, may be the only track. I can't think of another that's not. Well, I guess Myrtle Beach is not testing, from what I gather. So, uh, so there's two racetracks that are not testing. Everybody else is basically having a test here or there for a couple of cars at a time. Um, you know, so we're, we're we're still you know moving moving along with things, but just not being able to race. Eventually, people are going to get tired of testing too. So, I don't sure. I don't know what's going to happen at that point. Yeah, I, I think right. There, I mean, for for some for some younger guys, this has probably been a a good thing to to be able to get some extra laps under their belt, um, you know, in a, in a lower pressure environment. And I'm sure they're, they're chasing to, or chewing at the bit to, to, to try to go out there and, 
and race a little bit and, and show what they have. But you know, on, on the secondary side, I think I think every situation is so unique that I think that we have to hold as much judgment as possible because every situation is completely different and it is. every situation is going to have its own set of circumstances and there's going to be a lot of judgment calls because we have no guidance. We just have no guidance. I mean, beside the governor's guidance, but, but how, how much does that apply? We, we, we were, you know, discussing the NASCAR portion of coming back, but we don't know how far that extends. Right. And, and, we don't know how far, even if it they opened it up today, how many people would be comfortable to come back. So it's just so many unknowns, and I think that's what causes the anxiety. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I, and I think, you know, I think the biggest problem we got at this point in time right now, and this is not racing-related, uh, this is in general, I think people are losing patience with sitting at home and with following orders, and, you know, the unrest is is rising so much. Um, I'm, I'm afraid of what, uh, you know, is going to take place, you know, all these protests in these, uh, capital cities and, and, uh, all that. And I've seen a lady <laughs> funny, you know, somebody shared a video on uh, Facebook, uh, earlier with this lady who wanted to go to the park and took her kids out there and they're playing at the park. And this cop comes to, you know, run them off cause it was shut down and she asked to be arrested and she got arrested and then she was upset about it. And I mean, I don't really you know, people are really stupid, and people are getting dumber by the moment. So I don't really know what's going to happen here. Uh, I'm just trying not to be scared. one of those idiots. So, yeah, I think people are just scared, and, and I, you know, a lot of them I I don't blame. I I think that I think we got 26 million people that don't have a job. <laughs> I I think I think yeah. that that sums it up in, in one one form or the other. There's uh, we, definitely going to be some issues that come from that. But, you know, hey, there are that many people that are out of a job. But once we turn this thing back on, there won't be that many people out of a job. And there's people that are out of a job. Many of them, not all of them, are getting more money right now than they will when they actually get paid, when they go back to their job, given the $600 bonus and, and all which that. Which brings through, up another uh, set of circumstances yeah, oh, that could become brutal. Oh, <laughs> uh, for sure, for sure. I, I mean, what a... What a mess, man. I mean, just the, the whole the whole thing's a mess, and we're all just trying to, uh, you know, we're all just trying to make it through it. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, we'll see uh, we'll see what happens, and I, I don't know any anything else. Uh, you know, we've been away for about a week. You know, we meant to. Uh, I, I think I told you Monday, hey, we're gonna do one later, and then I never called, and then you know we was gonna do one uh, went yesterday, I believe, and and never got around to it. And um, you know, any anything uh, anything been on your mind that we haven't talked about already uh, over the last week? No, uh, I'm you know I'm I'm really interested to see what racetracks around the country. You know, we've you and I have discussed Madeira. Yep. You and I have discussed a, a lot of the other racetracks. I'm really interested to see how people, even though we're all in the same business, how people handle this differently. And I, I, I think the racers are resilient. So I believe that we'll figure out a way to bump up against the rules in one way or another and try to come out with a W. Yep, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly for sure. All right, well, it wasn't much tonight, but, uh, you know, we just kind of recapped where things were. I don't know what Roger's doing tomorrow. Um, not sure we – I know uh, earlier in the week you tried to uh, get uh, with David Gilliland and you guys Man, uh, recorded something fail. and you managed to <laughs> oh screw that gosh, up. So, and, yeah, earlier uh, in the week I, I 
David had some time, so he called me. We Zoom called, and I had this great 50-minute interview of him and I talking back and forth. And I went to uh, I went to <laughs> I went to send the audio or the video to you, and it was just <laughs> video. Me, me and him talking away for 50 minutes, laughing with no audio, <laughs> which is why I should stick to building race cars and definitely let you run race 22 or do anything that has to do with uh with videography yeah no I, uh stuff happens man we've uh you know I, i've lost a car store report last year one time you know and then actually got it recovered the file and made been able to use it it's very easy to screw all this up so speaking of cars tour before we go <clears throat> how does the nashville play into the cars tour you know nashville saying i think uh if i remember correctly was that not? Yeah, that was the, supposed to have been the first be the cars opener tour race. for the cars tour for uh, the super late model yep. portion of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, and we've kind of, you know, you you talked about it, and we didn't really go over it much. But the, the the deal with Nashville is the the mayor of Nashville. I don't have a clue of his name. I really don't care about who any of these politicians are or their names. So if I know their names, I've had it repeated to me a hundred thousand times. Is the only reason I'm I'm able to repeat it. But uh, um, they put out a thing today of how their phases are and what they were going to allow to happen and in those phases and all that. And basically, it is two months. It's it's an every two week phase deal, uh, provided that things go smoothly. And so, at a minimum, it's two months from whatever it is May first. So I guess that would put them at July first. So July fourth weekend would be their first opportunity to have a race there. So for the car store, I guess that cancels that. Um, I, I got a feeling, man. And I, I, I listen. I try to be the most positive guy there is, but I got a feeling from the standpoint of the car store. In my opinion. Uh, I know we uh, Doc had a uh, interview last week with Jack McNelly, and he asked him if they would race without fans, and he said he hadn't thought about that, which in itself gives me an idea that uh, there ain't no way they're going to race without fans, and I just think that that's the case. They're not going to race without fans. Uh, you know, they pay out too much purse money. Their TV deal doesn't make enough money. There's just no possible way, um, you know, for that to work out. You know, the only way NASCAR is going to race without fans is because they have, you know, a you know, $100 billion, you know, TV deal where, you know, the tracks get 65%, I think is what the number is, um, of, the, of the deal. So, you know, the track's still going to make money. The series is going to still make money and everything's going to be up. The teams will be able to, you know, turn sponsorship and all that. That That's the only way that works. And that doesn't work for the majority of short tracks, I think, and the majority of short track series. Um, you know, I think, you know, we've, we talked about it with Ron. Ron's in a position where it doesn't really affect him. Uh, he's not scared to lose money, um, you know. And I think I think there's several, you know. I, you know, I think I, there's several. I just think it depends what your situation is. I mean, if you're bleeding fifteen or twenty thousand a month or, or more while this shutdown is happening, I think right. you're pushing with all your might to try to race. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean you're, you're organizing races with marbles in the parking lot. You're doing anything you can do to try to make it work. Where, where, you know, I I think. If you're a place like Ron Barfields or or, or like Caraway or, or one of these old school racetracks that, um, you know, I think your game is different now. You're, yeah. you're, you have to meet a different set of criteria. 
Yeah, I think uh, the majority of people that are leasing racetracks and the majority of people that have mortgages on racetracks are probably dying to get a race in, and they have to have fans. Um, I think, you know, the, the Caraway Speedways and the Dillon Motor Speedways and even my situation at Franklin County, given the way my lease works, um, I don't have to, if I'm not racing, I don't pay a lease. Most racetracks are not in that position. Most racetracks are paying that no matter what. It's a monthly fee. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think that works, uh, you know, to the racetracks that are paid off that, uh, don't have that huge overhead. I think it works into their favor. I think King Sport Speedway is kind of in that position, but I don't think, I, I do not see them given how their program works. Just what little bit I know, uh, from, you know, having been in the business so long and kind of visually watching, I don't have any inside knowledge there, uh, but just what, what little bit I can, you know, figure out on my own i don't see them racing without fans but i could see caraway who doesn't draw a lot of and i'm not and i'm not throwing them throwing shade this is a good time listen this is the best time in the world for a track you know like ron said last week when your track doesn't draw but 100 200 people you know this thing of racing without fans doesn't really hurt you all that much so it's a good time to be you know the one of these racetracks and i know caraway's been thrown under the bus for years for not having fans and here they are man this is their time to shine when things are uh slowly turned back on you know so i i mean i think i think it just like you said it depends on your situation i mean like for me you know at uh at franklin county i creatively i think i can find a way to race without fans um I need fans. I need fans to make money. But in order to just operate, I don't need fans necessarily. Um, there's a way to work around that. And maybe that's, you know, trimming the purse up a little bit or, you know, what, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Just temporarily, um, you know, which I think is acceptable in these times. Um, you don't want to, but, you, you know, if you have to, you have to. And I, I think that goes for everybody. I think, you know, even Dylan, I think, you know, Ron will probably have to trim up the purse a little bit to, to make it work. You know, yeah, he's probably willing to lose a couple thousand dollars, but he ain't willing to lose $5,000 or $6,000, I'm sure. Um, same thing at Caraway. You know, you just have to figure out the numbers and figure out how to make them work. And I don't know. It's a good time. Uh, it's 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 a it's an odd time in life when it's a good time to have a racetrack that doesn't draw very many fans. So. Well, you're right. I think it's going to be all about cutting expenses too. Oh, it, you know, it is. It's going to sure. be about the longevity and and you know I think you may see some racetracks go through some unconventional changes right here that that initially might not feel that great just because they're different from what we're used to as a normal. But inevitably, when we come out on the other side, we we hopefully get some really good changes that came out of this turmoil. You know, you and I had discussed at length before this the, the fact that, you know, oil is in the negative. Right. So at, at what point do we go away from this, you know, 10 or $12 fuel that we're buying to go to, you know, three dollar pump gas or two dollar pump gas or whatever. You know, I, I think, I think you're going to see a mass group of people, in, in, including, you know, chassis builders, including myself. I won't speak for anybody else, but you're you're going to see a, a mass group of, uh, I think, racers that are going to try to choke the price down as far as they can to sure. to get the longevity to make it to the other side of this. Sure, uh, I would agree. I mean, it, I think that goes for, I think that goes for everything, and I think you know. like i said earlier i don't want to get into the conversation of how everything's going to work at a racetrack because that's uh, we could sit here for three hours talking about and that may make a great show we may should do that we may should get a couple promoters on or you could get a racer on who has that perspective and and get a couple promoters on and just go round table discussion with things and and talk about that but um 
I do think that things are going to change. I think that things, I think people, if they, if people think that when they turn this back on, that we're just going to flip a switch and go right back to racing and everything's going to be great, then they haven't really thought things through. I mean, if you look back at, you know, the, the last recession that we were in, and we are most definitely in one at the moment. Now, how fast that comes back, I have no clue, and nobody else does either, no matter what they say. Um, but, you know, if you look back at the last one, purses were lower, you know, it really, it, it stung. But the thing that has to come out of this one, in my opinion, as a promoter, I think that promoters, all promoters, all general managers, all racetrack owners should be going, okay, this time we can we can only trim back the, the purse a little bit so because it's never got back to where it should be. Um, so we need to start trimming back the cost for these racers because if we don't trim back the cost for the racers, then we're just going to see a larger exodus this time than we seen last time and i think that's the thing that everybody's got to be careful about we got to find a way to keep everybody in the game keep the racetracks going you know i know they're all greedy that's that's the that's what all racers say oh man they made you know a ton of money this weekend when in reality they probably lost five thousand dollars to race but whatever it doesn't make any difference that's another argument for another day but uh you know i think everybody's got to be you know you know, you said it earlier, it's going to take all of us, and it really is. Everybody's got to be in this together, not for themselves. They got to look out for themselves, but they also got to go, hey, I got to look out for, if you're a promoter, you got to look out for the racer. If you're a chassis builder, you got to look out for the racer. You know, if you're a racer, you got to look out for both of those too. So. You know, that's one thing I think a lot of people don't take into perspective that I think from the business standpoint really, really, really rings home, at least to me, is the fact of if we start to lose these racetracks or, or, or businesses inside if we start to if, if businesses start to go by the wayside or succumb to this downturn i think it can become a domino effect that ripples throughout a small community really quickly right and i think that's the biggest thing that we have to make sure as a group that we don't allow to happen yeah i agree totally man i agree i mean you know we could get really deep into this conversation because there's so many little, you know, things that need to happen and and roles that need to people need to play. But I think if everybody's working for the greater good, and you know, right now racers want to race and racetracks want to open, and and if everybody just keeps that in mind of of you know making sure that everybody gets what they need out of this deal, I think we'll be okay. So somehow, Roger, somehow we have managed to take what I thought would be twenty to twenty five minutes. And we have almost made an hour out of it. So there you go. That's what we do best. I, I mean, it, it's it, it's no wonder that back in you know 2011 when we first started this show that we had two hour shows that became three hour shows because we Man, could that never stay up on, on my timeline the other day of, of how much younger we all looked. It was even it was amazing. <laughs> we all we all looked quite a bit younger. It was a good time. We were, I believe we were in your garage um, over there, and it was good times. Good times. Yep, for sure, man. It's it, it, you know, and I'm I, I'm tell you what this the one thing you know I, I miss the radio show and being able to go down to you know performance center and and have a show from you know last year you know we were doing that you know for a while until that didn't work out, um, but you know we I, I miss that and I'll have to say that uh, this podcast has been cool. But uh, I really miss that. I really miss being able to go there and and sit down and record a show and all the good. T- I mean, the, you know, we talked about it on the shows, you know, back then. You know, the conversations pre-show and post-show were way better than the ones on the air. Um, you know, and I miss those, man. Those were uh, those were a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've I mean, been it's something that you and I talked about that I really wanted to work hard 
on. You know, Performance Center got to be a place where it just really wasn't that fun for a while. We we just got to building cars and doing things, and I think we've just uh, something, you know, a few years ago just snapped at me that, you know, we got to do some fun things from here. And, and, you know, you've pushed me to, to do some of those things. I think they've been great for everybody involved. And, and I can't wait to continue to do more of them. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to do some live uh, shows. Uh, we, <laughs> it's, it's all on my end, you know, uh, Roger has great internet down there. I could have, if I was willing to spend, uh, you know, about 6,000, just short of $6,000 to, uh, you know, pay to put, uh, fiber in here and that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> you know, so, but I did, uh, I actually did talk to a guy, my stepdad actually last night about, uh, about that. Um, he has some, some, uh, experience in the fiber, uh, industry and he told me how to go about getting what I need and the right length that I needed and all that so I could have it installed myself and I probably could save myself about five grand there so I mean we might uh, come around one day we might be able to broadcast live from the studios here and uh, you know uh, be set up like the Dale Jr. Uh, download you know they I don't know if you've seen them lately but you know they're all in their homes and all yeah. on Skype or Zoom or whatever the heck they're on and and, we uh, tried to do it a little while ago. It just looks like we're robotic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, you were over there moving, but you weren't moving. So I wasn't moving. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you could see me or not. I couldn't tell. But... I could see you, but it, sometimes it pixelated, and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It, wasn't it was going to be bad. Yeah, te- technology is not a not a thing that uh, that we have a whole lot of up here in the sticks of Virginia. So uh, sometimes that, uh, that's good. You know, of course, it worked good last week. You and I, when we were talking to Ron, you and I had video. Um, I wasn't able to get it recorded because of, I was having trouble with uh, OBS bringing that in. But, um, you know, we, uh, we we had video, even though we were talking on the phone uh, to him. Uh, but we had video, so it worked last week. We just, uh, the internet's not working as good this week. So we're getting there. We're small steps. We're, we're, we're figuring this out. I got a, I got a new computer sitting over here in the floor, and I got to get it hooked up, and uh, maybe that'll improve uh, things a little bit too. It's a little faster, a little better. Um, you know, upgrading here in, in this, uh, in this uh, downtime. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to pay for it, but, you know. Right. It's good you know, to have a birthday every once in a while. It, it is. It is. Uh, even even during these times, I would have rather uh, I would have rather been spent my day yesterday out on the lake and uh, you know went to uh, you know a Japanese restaurant and had them throw shrimp at me. But uh, you know can't have it all. I guess you know <laughs> can't what I mean? have it all. That's right. So uh, just thankful for uh, you know you know everything that we've been able to do during this time and not uh, you know I, I I'm a big old boy. It's going to take a while for me to starve. Um, so, you know, I, I got that going for me. So if the world does, you know, start to come to an end, I got a little bit more life left in me than some of you guys. So, I'm, uh, I'll be all right. I'll be able to eat, uh, you know, my body will feed off of its own fat cells. So we'll be good. Fed them off for a little while. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, it's going to be a savior for me when normally it's not. So. <laughs> anyways we've rambled on long enough we're gonna hit the hour mark here in about a minute um but we're not gonna make it to that because i'm gonna cut this thing off so hey we'll be back uh, hopefully maybe tomorrow me and uh, roger will grab somebody and uh you know maybe a promoter racer somebody you know if you got any ideas who you want to hear on here you know uh, let us know because uh, we're we're always thinking about it and eventually we'll get up with uh, david gilliland because i think it'll be an interesting conversation especially given today's news i think maybe it was a blessing in disguise that you uh didn't didn't get to uh, record him the other day and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens but until then uh me and roger are out and uh we'll we'll catch you on the flip side